welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Solis, and with me, as always, is my very, very, very talented friend who can be oh so pleasant, <laughs> the mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> How many cocktails have I had? <laughs> well, you notice it was can. Can, can be. be. Can <laughs> be. You, know. you can't have sugar without spice. <sighs> I think that's very true. Yeah, I think is. that's something that's actually really important and true. It is. It is. Contrast is good. So let me ask you this, Gina. I know you love these. Did you know that the U.S. has 11 towns named Pleasantville? No. 11. So you have Pleasantville, Wisconsin, Tennessee, Ohio, North Carolina, New York, New Jersey. New York? Yep. Okay. Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Delaware, and last but not least, Pennsylvania. And the crazy thing about Pennsylvania, apparently it's the mother load of Pleasantvilles because they couldn't have enough. There are apparently four towns named Pleasantville in the state of Pennsylvania. Why? I don't know, but it's true. Hmm. Or according to the internets anyway. And then also the internets tells me that there are also two movies named Pleasantville. One which was released in 1976, and the other which we might all know, it was starring Tobey Maguire and Reese Witherspoon, and it was released in 1998. Did you see that one? Um, I mean, let's be honest. Okay. In 98, no. Okay, then. I was really busy just <laughs> partying at University of Maryland and not go. finishing my degree. <laughs> Taking a slow road? Uh, yeah. I found out that I really loved bartending, and I was not going to study. There you go. Well, yeah. those things happen. Those yeah. things that we all have, you know, pleasant, you know, paths. You like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, so I want to. I want to see where this is going. Okay. Move on. So I think we're going to add to the to that list today, to that Pleasantville list, um, because today's designated drinker is about to turn this show into Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. He's none other than the William Grant and Sons National Ambassador of Hendrix Gin, Vance Henderson, who, oh. just so you know, happens to also hail from where. Pleasantville, but New Jersey. Shuh. See how I tied that all together? Da, da, da. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what is this going with this? It's I love when I stumper Vance. Yeah. I love welcome, it. Welcome, welcome. face said it all. Exactly. Like, what's he doing? I mean, I know he's nice. He's not that nice. I mean, he's not the greatest. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's pretty nice. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank yeah. you. Thanks so much for having me. No, thanks for being here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yes. So... Hendrix Gin, huh? National ambassador. Mm-hmm. Fresh. New. Fresh out the Fresh box. Fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the dream job. Yeah, I've, I've, I feel like I've been in that space and place for some time now, and uh, I've reached an, another pinnacle. So, yeah, the That's dream awesome. job, without any doubt. So after we chatted, just so folks know, we, I usually chat with uh, the guests ahead of time. Um, and when I was speaking to Vance, because we didn't know each other before this, um, it, I, this quote came to mind. And you really, are, I mean, honestly, Gina, when I talked to Vance, I was like, literally, I said, I think I could talk to you all day long. Um, we were just having a good time. Um, this quote came to mind because you couldn't stop talking about having a great dream job. And it was so inspiring. Um, Every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember, you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world. Mm. And the crazy thing is, I was just, it, it was something I had heard before, and, on, and it's crazy to the fact that I didn't know who, who, who said it. Um, and who it was Harriet it? Tubman, mm. somebody who had obviously a much harder life, I would assume, than all of us sitting here, but yet had 
the, the strength within and that deep soul to see that to dream it, you can have it. Yeah, I'll take that. Wise words from a very wise woman. So. That's beautiful. It is. Do you know that Vance's Instagram is loaded with inspirational quotes? I did not know that. Yeah. But you can add this one if you like. <laughs> you should. Well, we'll, we'll have fits. to add that to the bunch. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Harriet would be upset about that. All right. <laughs> so, Vance, people are listening. Do not, you know, maybe they don't know how, how you got in started and who you are. And, like, the whole idea is, like, we need to tell them who you are. Yeah. Yeah, tell us. How does it start for you? How does someone get the dream job? Oof. Oh, man. We, we could go all the way back. I guess the, the simple start would be I started as uh, in the industry. Um, there used to be a bar in Union Station that was called America. Do you remember America Union uh, Station? Excuse me, please. Yes, I lived at 412 Oh, watch out now. <laughs> yes. Watch out. I started you there. there. Yeah, that was my very first gig. Started as a came in as a host in college and did all the things. Made a D and server, host all those things. And literally one day, a couple years, and just asked you know, the manager, hey man, you know, I would love to just learn about, you know, cocktails or, or bartending. Just think I'd come in and learn, you know, just a few drinks. And the next week, literally, I was on the schedule to start training uh, as a bartender. Uh, that was in 2002, That's I believe. That's a lesson for all Gosh. of us to take note that if there's something you want, at least ask. Just put it out there. Put it out there. Put it out in the world yeah. because it, the worst thing that's going to happen is you might get exactly what you asked it's for. It's always, <laughs> always kind of been in, in my wheelhouse. Um, so I started there and was there for some years, worked up to being the manager, Bev director, flew from there to uh, McCormick and Schmicks, which was my first kind of corporate, like big style, you know, uh, position behind that stick. And that kind of introduced me. Uh, to like the whole fresh juice, you know, thing because at America, you know, it was all, you know, 90% transient. So I wouldn't have guests, they come in every day, I'd have their Cabernet waiting or their Long Island iced tea or their Cape Cod or their martini. And then I could work any kind of magic with sour mix off the gun, roses, lime juice, and roses, <laughs> grenadine. You, I mean, if you wanted to go head to head, I will, I will make some magic happen with those three things. Um, Sounds like a headache. But that definitely was not the case in McCormick. And from there went to, uh, we'll just say Cuba Libre. Um, I remember that. That, yeah, was a yeah. short, that was a short stint, right? I was there about four years. It I opened four it. four years? Wow. Yeah, so I delved all into, you know, rum spirits and got my well, nose there. Were you working at that place at the same time or something? Yes, I was. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, and then my last two gigs behind the stick were uh, with Jose Andres at Oyamel and then Tico on, on, on 14th. But while I was at... Um, Cuba Libre, I've always had very good uh, relationships with my sales reps. I mean, they are like some of the most important people, you know, yeah. especially when you're managing bar and you need to work your magic. Uh, and this guy came in, you know, we had become friends over the years, and he said, hey, uh, there's this company that's looking for someone to represent this, this gin locally. I didn't know what, what the gin was. And he was like, it's Hendrix gin. And he gave me a little bit of information about it. I said, well, what, what do they want, you know, want me to do? He said, you know, you know, throw events, you know, you know, try to get the product into accounts and, you know, have a big personality, all the things that you do. Um, and he kind of knew that I had owned a catering company in, in the past and had an underground supper club in the past, so yeah. all these things. So I'm like, all right, I can do that. And he uh. showed me the bottle. And it was funny enough, I was at his place for dinner 
a week before that, and his wife had made drinks, and she, you know she pulled this bottle down, stubby black short neck bottle, <laughs> and I was like, "What are you making?" She, said, you know, making gin and tonics. I had never seen it before. I'm like, "All right." So she made it, and then she started slicing cucumber, and she put cucumber. In. I'm like, "What the hell is she doing <laughs> putting cucumber in the gin and tonic?" Tasted it, and I, I never looked back. Like that was my drink. Uh, so when he came in a week later, that was the gin, yeah. and the rest, how you say, is uh, is history. There you go. That was my my, my toe in the water to toe brand in marketing. Gin, toe in the gin, <laughs> or pinky, pinky in the gin. So about go. the pinky. Yeah, I so. like to stick with pinky. There you go. Um, <laughs> and never looked back from there. And it's been a, a few brands in between there, all within the same uh, company. But I mean, this is this is it. Yeah. This this is everything kind of that I've done over the last 18 years in the industry and even outside of the industry. This is it. Yeah, but because if you back up, you had an interesting start. It's, you went to school for acting or I did. radio, TV, did film, radio, right? TV, and film, and communications at Howard University right here in DC. Came ooh, and never ooh, left, ooh. as most people do. Same, same. Came from New York, never left. Never <laughs> left. I love the city. I I've love been here city. from Hawaii now, ten years, almost really? eleven. So that's a that's a good long stint. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty long time. It's I mean, also local. Pulling up. I think if you, years. I think I've lived, I lived here longer now than I ever lived in New York as I'm growing up there. Yeah. Yeah. So this is crazy to me. Yes. yes. I hit that. Um, that mark two years ago. Yeah, as I got my halfway point, and Ooh, I was like, yeah. now I'm. So now I, I, I say that I am definitely Washingtonian, like via New York. So yeah. I was going to say, when, what, when did you start to claim it, like on travel, and you thought, hey, where are you from? Like, Washington, when was it? Washington. Washington. Uh, okay, I'll tell you what I how do. Long, how long in? Did you live here? Probably ten years in. Okay. Maybe no, eight years in, maybe. Whoa, the hell? That's fresh. But I think when I when I went to. When I used to go abroad, though, because I used to go to some pretty like sticky situations, like I would, I was like the best person, like oh let's go to Israel and then cross secretly into Jordan and then go from Jordan <laughs> to, you know, I, I mean I always wanted to go where you weren't supposed to go. If you weren't allowed to go there, I wanted to definitely go there and I wanted to eat there and I wanted to go to Lebanon and do all that stuff, right? So people would be like, oh no, you're from the United States. I'm like I'm from New York. They're like oh, okay, we'll help you. <laughs> so being from New York always got you someplace different because in the world it's so weird. They might hate Americans, but you say New York, like oh I love New York, you know, and you could be. Anywhere. That's right. And they get it. Yep. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I use Hawaii like that all the time. Mm. All the so, time. Because who hates somebody from Hawaii? I mean, it's, it's, it's a live, let, let live, aloha state. It has rainbows, for God's sake. I so, mean, you still know? need to get there. Yeah. Oh. Well, this year. This year. I, It'll happen this year. I'm going uh, March. Let's there's some it. really great, uh, there's Done. a great Serious. cocktail scene that's going on in Honolulu. Yeah. Um, I go back as often as I can, and there's a really great cocktail scene that's happening. It's harder to happen out in the, you know, Hawaii, they're actually the most remote islands in the world. Mm. Um, and I mean, it's a major, I mean, Honolulu is a major metropolis, right. but it just, things happen slower on island and they definitely happen slower in the cocktail scene, but it's great. It's coming along really well. We Food can use a little, a, a little slow down in life, I think. I learned that in Hawaii. It was mm. funny when I first moved there, her point of being from New York, because I'm in advertising, everything's mm -hmm. deadline driven, gotta go, yep. gotta go, gotta go, and it's all gotta be perfect. As an art director, things have to be, creative director, you have to be like, this, this is, there, it can't be sort of kind of this color. It right. must be this color Absolutely. kind of world. And I would often get people when I first got there, like, are you from New York? And I'm like, no, no. But it was that not slowing down, must have kind of space that got me there, got me that reputation. Mm -hmm. I think a bad thing. 
I don't know. I think New York is kind of like one of those things, like where you, just, you use it when you need to use it, you use that. But like now, Washington is definitely, you know, it's my home. I don't know. It's my home. Absolutely. I mean, you put it out there for a minute. Can somebody get you a backyard and all that stuff to move to New York? So is that like an idea in your head that you wanted to go there? I've had, I've had to contemplate it, you know, thinking about this realm of big markets and opportunities. And of yeah. course, New York is New York, LA is LA, Miami is yeah. Miami, Chicago, Chicago, and DC, you know, we've just been on the rise, you know, yeah. kind of chipping and carving our own uh, place in the importance, as one would say, of markets. Um, so it never really appealed to me, to be very honest. I, I mean, I like, I'm a music guy, so I like busyness and I like live music and I like arts and I like yeah. shows and clearly I like food and, and cocktails. So, you know, what better place is there to be? Those things were appealing to me, but the price and everything else, <laughs> yeah. it's like, man, well, let's look yeah. at what, you know, and I've come a, a long way, you know, thank goodness. Yeah. But I'm like, price man. Is, is always a problem. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's always a challenge. As, as, a, as a single man, doing all right, it's a struggle. It's like I had to find a partner. Yep. But let's yep. do it together. Let's try to do it together. Go. Okay. I feel so, like... So is, is, if anyone's interested, did you hear him throw that out there? You yeah. just hit us up where? Slid Designated drinker.show. Uh, I mean, I don't <laughs> know. Like, at this point, point would, you, would you think that you could, you know, get it, like leave a backyard and like all of those things? No. He does I'm, have a family I'm, member I'm in his picky. house. I'm, I do. Yeah. I do. It's my boy. Yeah, he's your little. He's got. A, what, what kind of dog is that again? He's a. They call him either Palm Cheese or Chirarians. He's half uh, Chihuahua, half Pomeranian. Oh my goodness! He's that seems like a hot, like woo. No, kind no, of fun. no. He's chill. Oh he's, really? He's laid back, fried, dyed, and laid to the side, as they say. <laughs> nah, he, he's taking on my personality. Um, it's great. Nah, he's he's a good boy. Ten years. Oh. He just celebrated ten, his ten years. That's the great thing about do little dogs is they they live longer lives, usually, typically. I'm thankful. I'm thankful yep. for everyone that uh, he has and I have with him. So, awesome. yeah, that's, that's my cool. boy. Yep. I have two. Well, really? I actually have an accidental dog, too. I have two lab puppies that are 18 months old, my two girls. Oh, wow. And then I have a Puerto Rican rescue. Ooh. He's half Sharpay, half lab. What are the names? Um, Cam is mm -hmm. my Puerto Rican rescue, so he's my Puerto Rican Cam. Get Check it. you out. Check you and out. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then it's Olivia and Charlotte. Nice. Yeah, Olivia's my little black olive. Yep, that's Charlotte's cute. my little blonde baby girl. Yeah, I've got so. Peanut. Peanut, oh, that's Peanut so cute. Peanut Jimmy McNulty Henderson. <laughs> oh, my God. How about that? That's yeah, so cute. My dogs have three names, too. That's so cute. That's really ridiculous. <laughs> Full name, why not? I love that. I mean, mm -hmm. I have a cat. I mean, whatever, his name is Wesley Swipes. So he is, he is a beautiful little kitty. My husband named him, and it's pretty funny. Nice. Yeah, so... Everybody has a cat. <laughs> All right, so listen, here's the deal. I hear tinkle, 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 tinkle. It's 2020. It I'm is. Saying this out loud. It's like, you know, we're going, we got to get a little, like, payback to the 1920s. Got us all the way here. Mm-hmm. Right? Got to think about that, right? Last time, Prohibition. Yeah. Kids, people were fucking wild in this country. Roaring. I'm bringing it back. I think we Let's bring back the three martini lunches. We, we go with it. Ooh. And because it's 2020, we're gonna start off with a little bit of Hendrix. And as much as I wanna put the cucumber in it, it's gotta be just a little bit different. So this is, a, um, we put just a little teaspoon, or sorry, half a teaspoon of 
uh, pickling liquid. Ooh. There's a little bit of garlic and oregano. Oh, nice. that sounds delicious. Keep it unusual. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little strange, and it's not about like overpowering it. And then it's going to finish this off with just a little quick little twist. And um, at home, go in your refrigerator. And all that weird stuff that you bought from like some, you know, market and it's all pickled. Don't worry about the products there and just put the pickling liquid into I it. I was just going to ask you that question. because Just the liquid. Yeah. Just the liquid. Just just get real. But like, it's time for, mar it's martini time. Martini time. You got to like, Can you, you got to you gotta go with that? it. Martini time. <laughs> no pinky, no teeny. It no is. pinky, no teeny. You heard it here. It's real, folks. I am first. Dan Tenderson, everybody. He's here. He's here. One night only. <laughs> Where is he? He's here at Last Call. Gina's oh, right, little home call. bar. That's right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Our little um, dive bar. Oh, that homage. looks beautiful. Nice and clean. Over here pouring ribbons. I see you, girl. <laughs> yeah, we just did uh, yesterday. Uh, whatever. I did. A, I did a, a cocktail demo, and we were making Ramos gin fizzes for twenty-three, mm. and. You know, we had the. I got it real, got real fancy with it, and we dropped the glass on the floor, and we did the long ribbon, so it was like, like all the way, like a pillow. And they're like, "Why are you doing that?" And I was like, "Cause if you don't do that, you're not gonna get what you want." And they're like, "I don't understand what you mean." I'm like, "Trust me, you will in two seconds." And when nobody like did the long pour, they had these little short heads. So I always love a little. The drama, drama, drama of it all. I do. I like the drama of it. It is. It is a drama thing Isn't, for me. Isn't um, Bar Flare coming back? Is it making a bit of a resurgence? Like, uh, like... Yeah, absolutely. I, I think what is... I don't think it really went anywhere. I think that it's gaining more respect. Oh. People are becoming more educated that it's not just, you know, a flim-flam show, for show, but yeah. it actually can serve a purpose. So even... One might think that a bartender would only, you would only see flair bartending like a TGI Friday's you yes. know, classic. And, or if you go to Vegas, some like big Miami. showtime bar, Miami, yeah. right, right, right. Things are set on fire. But there's <laughs> everyday things you can do in flair for working behind the stick every day. And you know, the, the simplest thing from like, you know, flipping, you know, a, a cocktail napkin before you drop down, you know, yes. a cocktail, you know, is flair. I think well, every, I think that one thing is as a bar patron, everyone loves, entertainment i mean yeah. the, the, the personality comes through it's beautiful yeah. all right so there's no um so here we go ready prop martini my way okay two and a quarter ounces of hendrix gin one ounce of dolan um dry vermouth uh, and then like a little like literally like a bar spoon or a half a teaspoon of pickling liquid don't overpower it then i take about a dime size of a um, lemon um, peel or coin, yep. and I just zest it over the top. I don't put it in, because Hendrix is a very fragrant gin, and even the little bit of pith, when you let it sit too long, will agitate it, and you'll we'll lose that little rose and like floral note you're getting, so yeah. even with the You never want to agitate your gin. So Drop cheers. that knowledge. So <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Do you ever eat pickle? Okay. Cheers, darling. Cheers. Oh. That is so good. Did you have your pinky up? I do now. All right. <laughs> pinky patrol. Uh, pinky yeah, patrol. It's up now. It's up now. Straight. I, as straight as it can. But I love a martini. Like, I can like drink. I, I love martinis. I, yeah. I never went out of fashion for me. I just always no. loved them forever. Mm. Yeah. I mean, now, now you got to get into it. That. I've been retraining my palate over the last two months, so I am in the zone. 
I am. I'm ready for it. I'm in the zone. Do you like the roundness? I, I really like the roundness of this. I like the, to your point, it's, it's nice and clean. There's not overpowering. It's beautiful. You could drink that all day and be in trouble. Round, Pretty quickly. bright, fresh, and cold. Ice cold. Ice cold. Chilly, chilly cold. You need, I think that's going to be interesting to see this year, right? So people like bartenders and stuff really have like, like you know, we always did like classics, right? And you say, okay, well, you have this classics and resurgence of cocktails and everything. But this year is so about like more than like a resolution. It's like, you know, it's more about making plans and revelations and like getting all big because you're starting, you know, it's 2020. It is. You know, it's new crazy. Decade. We are here. Yeah, we new are. decade. You know, you're from the Roaring Twenties. It's a hundred years since. A lot of things have changed. A lot of things have remained mm. the same. Yeah. Things have come back into fashion. Yeah. So how do you bring back that, right? How do you Honor bring that. back the, the culture of it, the sophistication of it? So I say, put down your cell phone, go to a bar, order a drink, talk to the person next to you. Re-engage. I do that mm -hmm. all the time, even when people, you know I do. You yeah. see me do it all no. the time. I'm terrible. I don't. I'm terrible. <laughs> I love it. I sit and I, I, I specifically sit in a certain spot in a bar to maximize my ability to meet new people. All, and I wait, I listen. I listen for conversation. It's not creepy though, is it? No, it's just fun. Right, cool. I think that being in a bar is like a very social space. Absolutely. And it's like somebody, like it could just be something like I just throw in banter to pick, like just respond to something you say. Sure. Or, or I hear people who are visiting often and they're looking for somewhere to go. So you might offer a place to go. Or just, I just love the engagement Same. of new people. I really, I could be dog ass tired. I'm an extrovert, extrovert. You put me in a social mm -hmm. space and it is as if I slept eight hours. Do you have a favorite seat at the bar? Like I have a favorite seat. What's the seat? Yeah. I like a corner seat. Corner by service yeah. bar or away? Away. I prefer, I would like service bar, but I like away. So like in that pocket, I like the pocket because you've got two people next to you and then you can engage yep. with at least three people on the side. I love the angle. That's love the boss it. spot. You know, and, that, right? I, you know, it depends on what bar I'm going into because I might like the service spot just because I know if I know the bartender mm -hmm. and then you always have really good banter with your bartenders, which then you end up meeting new patrons Absolutely. if they know. And I... I I don't know. I'm and you called. get to see the, the cocktails come across. And ask. Yeah. I often ask, oh, what was that? Oh, what'd you do there? And usually get a little taste here and there along oh, the way. I see but what but you're you get up exposed to oh, yeah. something new. Oh, yeah. I think I'm in, in uh, I got a game. What's left I got in that a game. Tin? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've been making cocktails a long time, right? Obviously, everybody here has. But I see it more now just than been ever that people come in the bar, order their drink, have the conversation with their phone or whoever they're texting, yep. and never. Left or right? You know what's other crazy thing well, I've seen? They're left and writing on the, the apps. Yeah, that's right, that's right. what I mean. That's you know what I'm, I'm saying is like, they don't swivel and talk to the person next to them, and I feel like, you know, true. we're getting closer and closer. What was that movie when, um, you know, the, the humans trashed the earth and that Wally, and mm. then oh, the yeah. robots are trying yep. to clean it up, and like, and then all the humans were just on a conveyor belt on their little thing, and they're like getting coconut. <laughs> I just saw that last month. I know, but I'm like, I'm like, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to that society because we forgot that we can just talk to each other. Yes. Yes. And I feel like gin, martinis, tar martinis in general. Bring it back. The five o'clock hour. The idea of meeting somebody for for a teen for a teeny yeah. is yeah. kind of like 
You know what the craziest exactly. thing I've seen? Yeah. I've actually seen people like watching streaming something while they're sitting at the bar, mm. and I can hear it, which I find incredibly irritating. Like they're watching a, a, a sports show or a TV show. I've actually seen a grown man playing a uh, Mario Brothers game with his phone, and he has a little controller at and, the bar. At the bar. I think that you know Paris. You know, even bars in Paris, obviously, mm -hmm. they really do not like you having electronics on their bars. Like, there's, like, you don't go to bars there and like there's just electronics out everywhere. Um, they're just like, oh, you can take the call out in the lobby, you could go outside, you know, whatever it is. They try not to like do that. And I love the arrogance and the social. <laughs> well, to tell somebody yeah. you can't use your phone is it's a big- It's unabashed. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta say it, you know what yeah. I mean? In, in America, they would never fly, but I love the idea. Maybe like one hour, if you come from Martinis, for this hour and a half, you can't have any electronics. Yeah. And you have to socialize. And maybe that's a thing. Maybe you just make it a thing. Yeah. Check your phone. Do you check your hat? Check your phone. Rules are rules. I don't know. Although you can go up. It's, it's, a, it's a weird balance. It's a weird balance. I've been to some bars that've had some, some rules. Really? Like Real that? Rules. Yeah. With, like no, with no phones? Or... There, was, there, was, there was one in a certain city, which I won't mention. Yeah. Definitely not DC. Um, and there literally was like a list of like 40 rules. Oh, good Lord. That... You enter the foyer, they hold you in the foyer, they run through the list, and then they let, they let you in. Jeez. That's like, I, I get wanting to create an atmosphere and hold your space to, this is, this is the, the environment that I want to create. This is the energy, but that's deep. That's deep. That's and I've seen it, I've seen it cut both ways, you know, so. I think that's too much. That is too much. 40 rules is too damn much. That's yeah. Too, that's too much. How many days, I have a question, how many days are you on the road now? I'm looking forward to see how it changes this year, 2020. Last year, my count was, I'll just say, over 300. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. But the other piece of that is my life is conducive to it. So am I going to do 300 plus, plus, plus days every year? Absolutely not. You know, but you do what you have to do while you have to do it. So sure. you can do what yep. you want to do. And every day I am doing what I want to do. Do you find it bizarre that you think a hotel is more um, your style now than like say sleeping at home? No, no, home is always home. Home is better? Yeah, home. Even though you have to clean it? I love that. <laughs> a little secret, I'm super domestic. Like as soon as I get home from the road, I don't care if I've gone for a weekend, a week, whatever. First thing I do, I, I walk in, if Peanut is there, because my next door neighbor pulls into her house, or she'll you know, come and check on him. We play around a little bit, and I go straight to washing clothes. My bag goes straight to the, to the back, and I start doing laundry. And I love it. I love doing dishes, I love being domestic. Put that on the uh, I'll do that. How many of you guys Did they hear that? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We're Super adding it domestic. to the list. I cook too, I cook. There you go. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that Shark Thanksgiving dinner that you put out, that was yeah. insanity. I love it. it. It harkens back to my catering days. You know, I love, I, I, I want to get another tattoo. I wanted to say the consummate host because that's <laughs> okay. what I feel. It's what I believe. It's what I, I love doing. I love hosting. I love creating energy. I love making people feel good and not to please people. And, you know, that's the balance. I don't want to, you know, just please someone. I want to make you feel good. I want to make you smile. Even if we hug, I don't want to give you a creepy hug, but oh. I, want, I want to see that <laughs> I'm smile. I'm totally into a creepy hug. <laughs> well, I mean, if you know somebody, you can give them a creepy hug. It's totally fine, don't you think? 
It is what it I is. I think it's the placement of the pinky. <laughs> oh, you're about to get a pinky, pinky high five on that one. Boom. Do you, you have an, I have another question. Do you have another question? No, go ahead. Go right ahead. So I have another question. I'm just going to drink this. my drink so, over here. Oh, monkey shoulder. Oh, my baby. I mean, in a million, mm-hmm. in a million, so I've been bartending on, on I remember when Monkey Shoulder first came out and we came and, and you were not the brand ambassador mm-hmm. for it. And, you know, we used it because, you know, we knew it was good, whatever. Yeah. But to see what you did with it, to see this, whose idea was it to get that giant truck? There's a, there's a, there's a, there's okay. a giant. Back up. What, what are we talking about? Okay. So, so Monkey Shoulder has a giant cement truck that is silver and it has the big turner like what cement would have, except they serve a cocktail out of it. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't think that whole drum is not full of cocktail. Secrets. And Creative liberties. <laughs> and it comes out, right? It yeah. comes out, and they serve it, and they drive it all over the United States. Is there one or two? It's not what's backing so up nice. right we now. So nice. We had to make it twice. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I have seen this. Actually, this made, okay, again, creative director in advertising, this made my world. Like, there were a lot of things about mm-hmm. branding that this came up in, in like, articles in my realm about um, smart branding. It's yeah. Smart. But, but it's sadly, it's so smart. Yeah. I mean, but that's the whole, you know, life of Monkey Shoulder is to, to break the rules and to do one in branding, but two also in the world of scotch, what no other scotch would do, you know, where people would tend to close their eyes and think of scotch whiskey, you usually think of some old ass dudes smoking a cigar, listening to jazz, talking politics or garbage, like it's a certain look and connotation and preconception that comes with it. And Monkey Shoulder says, okay, that's all fine and good and nice, but we want to do everything in the, the opposite direction. So it's playful, it's cheeky, it's flirty, and we embrace delicious cocktails. You know, you often hear, you know, some words surrounding Monkey Shoulder when they say, play with your whiskey. Play with your whiskey meaning two things. One, to make delicious and innovative cocktails, which I'm so very thankful that bartenders do. And then two, to have all of the fun while you do it. So whether it's the monkey mixer that this makes absolutely no sense to create a, a, a concrete <laughs> or a cement mixing truck that serves 2,400 gallons worth of cocktails. Like, it just makes zero sense. Or like to do the the porta party where we you know you enter through you know a, a porta a porta potty <laughs> into a porta party you know with DJs and mites and cocktails it just makes absolutely no sense but it's that cheeky playful you know willfulness to just go and do and just fucking have fun and enjoy great cocktails. You know what it kind of does is embraces the personality of a monkey of like an actual monkey i mean they're very playful animals they have um i mean they live a great life they yeah, hang out in trees very... eat bananas true, and just true. The, you, I, I think monkeys have but you know monkeys eat fermented fruit and yeah. in the in nature oh, in order lit. to get drunk oh they get I mean, lit. Yeah, lit, they get lit, lit where did you hear that fun little fact from louise where's that from wikipedia what i don't know i found it when just researching we don't it, remember what episode that was we did talk about that did we yes it's fruit it falls on the ground and they oh um, we did talk about and that's that how they know if uh, um oh gosh i have to think about it pawpaws are ready yes the animals Ooh. eat it yep. yeah Yep. Actually, I think it started it? from you. No, have you? I, you know, I, I can't say that I know monkey shoulder, shoulder well enough. You're going to learn. I today. love being in school. So we started with Vance's, uh, you know, the new, new is new, new. And, <laughs> then, new, we're gonna, new and then we're going to do, new, new, and then we're going to have an old fave. 
Right. Yep. This is actually right. my first interview as the new national ambassador. Look so at that. Thank Designated you. drinker, breaking ground. Ah, cheers. This is what I love about this. We hang out the best people, Gina. So easy. Oh, that's it's an all day. so good. It's all day. It is. Vanilla, orange, yep. cinnamon. So much orange. Orange. How do you spell that? I ask you that every time. Orange. How do you spell um, orange? Orange, Grubble Long orange. Island. orange, orange, and then orange, you orange. spell it the same way. Orange. Like, with two G's. Orange. In your middle finger? Yeah. <laughs> and then you get on like the N6 and you go to Jamaica, Queens, and that's about it. That's, that's about it. So that's, that's how I wanted to say orange. We're so gonna, how, did you, how did you approach this brand? What was the, ch I mean, obviously, Hendrix Gin is, I mean, it's, it was started early on. It's got a really good, yeah, strong you got like a great, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's a new spirit, I mean, relatively speaking, right. but I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty well-known brand, but when you took on Monkey Shoulder, that was a different scenario, yeah, right? Yeah, Hendrix was, broke all kind of ground in 1999 in the, the years after so in innovative, that it created such an innovative like this brand. super premium category of gin, which now today in 2020 has exploded. Like super premium gin is, is just there. Yeah. But Hendrix did that. Um, for me personally, like I said, I think a piece of it might go back to like that the acting love of me, uh, yeah. of enjoying being able to take on different, you know, characters and all of that. So my uh, first, like, official brand after Hendrix was actually Drambuie, mm. aged Scotch whiskey liqueur. So that was more of like a, um, you know, cool, jazzy type, smooth Definitely type, has its type demographic. personality. Like, I mean, every brand has a demographic. And, right. And you have an audience that, it, or should, go back to my schooling, should know what... The, you go you, every doesn't matter you're a car, you're a shoe, you're a, right. you're a spirit. Yeah. Um, you have a demographic, and you you appeal, you and you shoe. can break. Yeah, anything, a any brand, any brand, <laughs> basically. I did say shoe. Um, <laughs> I just want to make sure I heard you on the shoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it did have a demographic, but I was kind of charged with creating a new demographic yeah. because the demographic that knew and loved Drambuie and or loves Drambuie was kind of dying off, to be yep. very transparent. Yep. Yep. You know, the Rat Pack days and all of them, that, that season it. is gone. That, yep. I love that as an, an old soul, but, you know, I love that. that generation has, has gotten older. So How do you introduce it to a new generation? Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. To. Um and then Monkey Shoulder came uh, after that, and it was kind of a cool transition to go from whiskey liqueur to full-out scotch whiskey, but it afforded me the opportunity to be more playful. So where um, Drambuie kind of embraced kind of the up, the buttoned-upness of the the smoke-filled rooms and the jazz and you know the music and the soulful coolness. Monkey Shoulder kind of definitely allowed me to be into that playful, being a bartender at heart, uh, concentrating on cocktails and flavors and fun, and being able to play off of all of those things. So, you know, simple things like Monkey Shoulder being known for throwing some of the absolute best um, after parties in the industry, you know, really creating a out-of-the-box experience for an after-party. Everybody can go to, you know, a party and have cocktails and, you know, have a guest bar team or a you know, guest bartender or whatever. Like, we get that every day. But to really trans... Tough life. You know, it's, it's hard. <laughs> but to really transport 
guests and attendees to you know somewhere it's creating an so experience unexpected for a scotch whiskey yeah i embraced i embraced it and i loved it that gave me all of the feels so like it tells of the cocktail monkey show it tends to do like an annual like after party and i just longed and couldn't wait for that season to come up because we would throw like the most crazy parties you know my first year in a brand we did one it was called beach monkey and i wanted to like well we're going to do scotch and we're going to create a whole beach feel scotch you know tiki. tiki you know so we called it beach monkey and i mean we literally brought the beach to New Orleans. Wow. And then last year... Uh, Mother Nature seems to keep trying to do that, too. Like that cost. <laughs> What's that? Seriously. What'd you say? Hundreds. <sighs> Don't I'm, say it. I don't know if I can give that info. Don't even say oh. it. Don't say it. But last year's party was more expensive than the Beach Monkey when we did Frozen Monkey. The whole thing about Frozen Monkey is I wanted to make it snow in New Orleans. Oh, good that Lord. That was the bottom line. I wanted to make it snow in New Orleans, and I built everything else Legal snow, that. just so everyone knows. Legal snow. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking Legit about. Legit snow. I don't, know, I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so we, 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 made it, we made it snow, and everything had some type of frozen component, whether it was the iceware, the ice, the, 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 the you know, it being a, a frozen drink, a slush, a popsicle, a, a snow cone coming out of the monkey mixer. Everything had some component of ice, so it was... It was crazy. Yeah. In all of the good ways. In New Orleans, because if anyone has not been to New Orleans in July, um, you it's need so to go chilly. just it's so one chilly. time it's, it's brisk. It's to so understand brisk. what swamp ass really means. I literally, <laughs> I literally changed three times a day. Though. It's, it's, it's definitely. Um, what a, a term. Swamp ass. Swamp ass. I know. Work that in. You know another word I like to work into conversation? Well, give it to Hobo. Me. Hobo. Hobo? Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's a fun word. I don't know. It's a, not I, I politically correct, yeah, but it's kind of a fun one. little, like, stop being a hobo, which, you know, you're being a hobo. Stop, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, feel I like being a hobo. I, 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 like, I think ass. of a hobo as, like, somebody who jumps on the train, lives a life, that kind of hobo. You know, That's from, a the, vagabond. from the cartoons from the 50s. <laughs> a vagabond, I feel like, Break is what you're talking about. Yeah, a vagabond. I just like the word hobo. I mean, hobo is also a font, just so everyone knows. That's Ooh. also weirder. A terrible font. That's, um, <laughs> that's super weird. I love it. Uh, listen, we're going to make a cocktail. I see that. Another girl. one. Let's we're gonna do We're going to make it. another cocktail because Woo-hoo. we have to embrace it. It's double cocktail. Double feature. Well, it. it's 2020. So if this double is, feature. It's a double feature with Van. Get the rock. Get the rock. Um, <laughs> so, Told you we could hang out all day. <laughs> you can hang out all day. <laughs> all right. So here's, what, here's what's happening. So we have an uh, orange, vanilla, and sassafras syrup that we mm. made. And if you Shut have never had um, sassafras, it is a root, and it's what is made into part of um, as like a sass, uh, like sodas, root beer, stuff like that. Sassafras and sarsaparilla are not the same thing. Sarsaparilla is a different root that is dried out. Sassafras is another one. You better educate uh, the folks. I know because people are like, oh, I bought sarsaparilla because it's easier to find. Yes. It doesn't. They're like, it doesn't taste creamy at all. It's not creamy. But so anyway, so you're gonna do, you take this, and then we did. Uh, fresh orange juice for uh, two ounces, but when we make fresh squeezed orange juice, one way to make oranges really taste like orange is to add a little bit of fresh lemon. Mm. So oh. for every um, four oranges I squeeze, I squeeze one lemon, and it just really pops the orange juice for cocktails. I don't recommend this if you're pouring glasses of orange juice, like say like at your bar or something like that. This is a cocktail 
like way to use oranges because what happens when you use like a heavy liquor with oranges is that sometimes it gets really like um, you lose it. Gotcha. And uh, the scotch already is it's, it's a little heavy. Thank you very much. Very much. Designated drinker going to work today, folks. You see the froth. All about the froth on this. Very nice. And again, I'm just sitting here Thank drinking. Thank you. Love it. Guest is working. Gina's working. I mean, it's got a beautiful little shake. We gotta put, use put it. Put me to work. Put me to work. We gotta use the shake that when you sweat can. on your you brow. Oh, I like you embrace it. Nothing wrong with that. Earning your keep. Come on with it. <laughs> So when you do a little like orange juice drink, right? So if, we, if we're gonna say that we're gonna drink, it's gonna bring scotch to your mornings. Oh, right? there you go. A little, little sunshine. Scottish sunshine. Use a little, like a little glass for it. Something petite, petite. nothing huge. Ooh, petite. That's a good word. What petite? That's a good word. Yeah. It's from the Adams family, right? When they go, you know, they sing the song, the Adams family, and she says petite, neat, all the words that rhyme. Yeah. You ever listen to that? Uh, you ever watch the Adams Family? Am I the I only did. person? I, I kind of preferred the original. The yeah, the original. But I preferred the Munsters over the Oh yes, the love Adams the Munsters. Family. Love the Munsters. Little Herman. Herman Munster oh, and, and the grandpa. The grandpa yeah, was Yeah, grandpa legit. was great. He had style. He, he probably did. drank uh, martinis. Oh, I'm sure he did. What? Blood martinis. Yeah, say blood martinis. Blood. But definitely, he was a martini drinker. No doubt about it. <laughs> Grandpa from the Munsters drink well, martinis. If, you heard if, it right here. If I were bitten by a vampire today, it would be definitely be a gin martini, blood martini. <laughs> you, what? If I were bitten by a vampire today, with the gin that we've been drinking today. It's, I love that. Yeah. You love getting bit? Or? All right. Uh, well, well, I that's mean, a whole other show, Vance. It's a whole you know, other show. I was, you know, okay. I, I, was in my, I was in my 20s once. Enough said. Um, so wait, hold on a second. So I'm using, so you can't see this. So I'm pouring the drink. We put in our ingredients. Uh, it's two ounces of, of the monkey shoulder, um, two ounces of the orange juice and lemon mix, and then we put in uh, half an ounce of our sassafras uh, syrup. And I'm just putting in these little short glasses, and we are going to finish this little concoction with one dash of Ango on the top. And I'm just trying to make sure that I got this right. One. Mm. There we go. And that That's is a it. Big dash. Well, a dash, a di so, a, so, you know what? That's a good question. You just brought that up. A dash is if you take the bottle, you invert, you put it upside down, and then you use the, you use it, gotcha. right? When people, I don't, and I don't understand why, when people um, take the bottle and they just dance it across the top of it, then don't put it in. It's either use it or don't. Except teas in the cocktail. That's it. Stop teasing. Yeah, like, leave it alone. This is like biting a fresh orange. I think. Or an orange, however Gina would spell it. It's one of those things. It's just that's one of those beautiful. things where like you drink it and that's it. That it's, is lovely. It's your scotch for breakfast. This is better I'm than a mimosa, that. but like by tenfold, Ooh. in my mm -hmm. opinion. This is better than a mimosa by tenfold. This is so lovely. <laughs> I mean, you could put champagne in there. You could doll it up in a different way if you wanted to. But like, I really just like fresh orange, like that fresh juice, the scotch, the little bit of sassafras. This is dangerous because it's just like having a nice glass of orange How much juice. of the syrup? A uh, half an ounce. Oh yeah. 
You don't need need a lot of sugar. Yes, you don't. I I don't like, I never. (laughs) That's why I can't put my finger anywhere near the, because sugar, sweet. Get it? Har, har, har. I don't hmm. get it. What am I getting? I'm, <laughs> I'm too sweet. Oh, get it? okay. No, I did not get that. No, 100% <laughs> I missed that. But I did not I did not miss what went on to the drink. So make it at home. Make yeah. it for brunch. Scotch for breakfast. There I we like go. that. Yeah. Let's taste it. Yeah, that's it. Let's responsibly, of course. What? Of course, responsibly. No. So if you were doing a mimosa, I love brunch. You know DC's a brunch city. Oh, yes. Love, I love brunch. Love brunch. I also uh, love Bloody Mary's. That's mm-hmm. another conversation. Red Snappers. Oh, uh, heck yeah. I think you know something about that, Gina. I know, I know. Gina Here makes we go. the best Bloody Mary mix. Mimosas, would you suggest that your mimosa orange juice should include a little lemon? Or um, You could. I think. I think mimosa, you know what? I change it. Uh, my take, my trick for um, orange juice when you're doing, uh, you're making mimosas 100% is that you need to get a very bubbly champagne. Mm. And that might not be the most expensive champagne you can afford. It needs to be a very bubbly one. Otherwise, it's not going to work. So I would not put lemon into that. Last I think question. Straight, I think straight cocktail use. Last question for oranges and mimosas. Pulp or no pulp in mimosas? Whoa. Mm. Now, one, mm. as a bartender, I hate <laughs> the seeds. Hate the seeds. Mm-hmm. Because it makes my glasses look like shit and it's not my thing. But people have this perceived notion if they don't have pulp, that you as a bartender, this is not fresh squeezed juice. Mm. So it drives me so crazy. And I explain to them that this is a sieve. So we actually leave a little bit of the pulp. So people believe us that it's actually fresh squeezed. Gotcha. And it's so fucking expensive to do it that way. Mm. But what are you gonna do? But I also don't do bloody, I don't do bottomless. Sorry everybody, I'm never doing bottomless. I'm gonna give you the better product. I'd Amen. rather I'd rather get the great best product and then and then and then get a, a full load of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's what you should do. I think like that's what you do. Of so like your, Gina, like your you're serving up all kinds of secrets today. Yeah. I am feeling I mean, like, this. lots of cocktails. Oh, it's good yeah. stuff. Look, yeah. she just got a, did you see that scared look I didn't, on her I face so scared. I'm like, what did he say to you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did he say? No, oh, I was just doing housekeeping saying, okay. where should everyone go to get oh, these recipes? Because okay. you're serving up lots of cocktails I today. I'm to drink this episode. Um, we're going to designateddrinker.show. Mm. One more time. We're going to designateddrinker.show. And we're going to have all your tips and tricks and how-tos and um, links to the Monkey Shoulder and Hendrix, of course, so that people know what to use in their cocktails right. they make these amazing cocktails all right because the spirit you pour changes everything love it one last question okay ready so look he has a scared look in his face so now. everybody identifies themselves these days like, like with a spirit animal and they're like i really you know i'm a falcon and i swoop in and i take you know whatever it is i want <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're like oh man that's it's heavy and then what i want to know is if you could have a spirit ingredient what would you be and why mm. Bee pollen. What? Bee pollen. Good. Bee pollen. Yeah. I love the um, the texture it adds to a cocktail if used in it. I love it as a garnish. You can use it in many different ways. Uh, yeah, definitely bee pollen. I like bees, too. I like the story behind it. That's awesome. Bee pollen. That's a new one. I yeah. love it. They're going to save the world. You know, I think 2020 is looking up and up for sure. And if you listen to this in 2021, it was a good year. 
<laughs> and on that note, cheers to that. Cheers, and thank you for coming. Cheers, so, cheers, cheers. Thank you so very much.